Troy. Hey, sir. I know you don't like when I address everyone first, but I did it tonight anyway, so I apologize. No worries. Uh, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Uh, did you have a good weekend? It was long, and you, I'm you beat look up. like your yeah your your neck looks like it's off. I'm hurting, but yeah. Did you do some karate? We had a tournament, and uh, needless to say, I didn't do very well. But I'm still here. Was it some of that Flav Maga stuff? No, that, no. Hmm? no, the Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Yeah. Okay. But you're alive. You're back. And we're here, ready to have a doing a show. Have a good show. Well, we're going to get right to it tonight um, and shift gears. In fact, uh, I'm going to show you what I mean by turning the music down already. Um, we have a guest with us tonight, and uh, I'm very honored to have her here. I'm very appreciative to have her here. It's a, it's a topic. Uh, we're going to talk about a topic that's been uh, in the news, if you want to call it that, uh, in this country, but more importantly, overseas uh trey do you know what that is or are you are you with me googling hold on <laughs> you're googling go ahead um and and i i feel like i've said it before trey and myself we do this show and we do it from a perspective and now that you can see us it's pretty obvious it's uh, you know a couple of middle-aged white dudes that uh antoine what did he call us a mayonnaise no something mayo yeah but but he called us a lot of stuff. He calls a lot of stuff, but but whatever. And and we do this show from that perspective. But we want to learn. We want to have other people on. We want to hear perspectives from people who have experience, people who have lived it, people who have true emotions that can go beyond anything Trey or I can ever imagine. And so tonight we have a special guest, and uh, and we're going to call her M. That's her name. And, uh, M, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, we're, we're, I'm good. Um, I, I love what we do. <laughs> I, I love this, this quote unquote job, if you will. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, I, I'm going to jump right into this and this is about Trey in case it, it, we, about I haven't you. said it yet. Yeah. It's about the, the continuous conflict uh, between Israel and the Palestinians uh, and the group Hamas that has taken this country by storm as well here in the United States. And so I'm going to let uh, M kind of go off here uh, and, and tell us her thoughts, a little bit about who she is, her, her uh, feelings and emotions when the event happened, which I believe was October the 7th, that started this new f amount of friction, uh, and and I'm gonna kind of let her talk. And anybody that knows the show knows that uh, as you're seeing right now, it's really hard for me to stop talking. So I'm gonna do that right now. And Em, uh, uh, tell me about the event. Tell me about what happened, and and well, we'll go from there. So it was a very we call it the Black Sabbath. Israel never ever had anything the jewish people never ever had anything like this it was during the night for us over here and it was 6:30 a.m. over there in israel people were partying in a peace festival in the south of israel that's called nova 
young people, older people, everybody was having so much fun, peaceful, lots of soldiers, lots of young people. And this is a festival with uh, people from all over the world, too, not just... Yes, a lot of people yeah. come from all over the world. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was all... Oh. A lot of Israelis, but a lot of people from all over the world. They just come. It's a fun weekend. It starts on Thursday, and it ends up... It peaks on Saturday at sunrise, and then <clears throat> it starts at midnight, Friday night, and then it peaks on Saturday morning as... Uh, along with sunrise all night cool all night mm. and it goes on and on in the morning and during the day it was in the de- it's right there in the forest it's it's a beautiful area with all the trees peaceful people young people who came to have fun a lot of fun while they're having fun and the music is going on and popping all of a sudden there are people shooting at them people started picking up trying to run away. The more they ran away, the more they were attacked. There were missiles flying on the, of, over the air above them, people flying with uh, the parachutes over, with the gliders over them. And there were attacks all over. Apparently, the Hamas broke, up, broke down the fence with tractors and then bombarded Israel Thousands of terrorists drove into Israel in trucks that were numbered, and they knew exactly where they were going, to houses. They had the plans of who lives where. And they went to, the first thing they went to was to the festival to to kill all those people. Most of the people did not make it out. Many of them were kidnapped. There's footage of them being kidnapped and then being shown in Gaza after the women were raped with bloody pants, beaten. Um, sorry, it's really hard for me to talk about it. Let me ask you this. Please. Um, I don't mean to interrupt. Take your time. Why was this festival such a, was it a strategic hit? Why, why did... They decide to pick that festival. Is that something that's near and dear was to the Israel? Ama- the amount of people? Just the amount of people that were there? Or was it a distraction to hit something else? Um, so this was the beginning. I'm not right. sure if it... I'm not sure if this was the first spot they attacked because they attacked a lot of places at the same time. On that day, gotcha. On that day, at the same time. They burst the fence. They broke down the fence, ruined it with tractors, it's a big fence. It's concrete. Gotcha. It's not, and and they went to the festival. They went to the base, and they killed all the soldiers in that base. They bombarded it as well with trucks, and killed all the soldiers, all the girls, all the young people over there. There were eighteen, nineteen-year-olds, very young kids. They're kids. They're college kids over here. They're kids. They just came in. They killed them. I saw even younger. I saw toddlers and babies. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, that's in the base. In the base, okay. From there, along as they went there, there were some of the trucks were headed to the city. There's a city, it's called Sderot. It's six kilometers from the, from the fence. And they drove with trucks to the city and just 
rifling and killing people, kids, any cars that were driving around, they were just killing people, getting off the trucks, on the trucks. Um, along with that, they went to the kibbutzim, were the biggest hit. They went to houses. People were still asleep. It was 6.30 in the morning. Families were asleep. Babies were asleep in their beds. They barged into houses and they shot the kids. They shot the kids over there. They burned down houses with families all together in bed. And all those families, they have a, a shelter. They have a room shelter that they go inside and they lock themselves up if something like this happens. And they locked themselves up, but they still barged in, and they put grenades into those houses. And they shot the kids, and they, they, they kidnapped a lot of them. They knew exactly who lives, who lives where, how many families, how many family members in each house, how old were the kids, who has a dog, who doesn't have a dog. They found the Israeli idea, the idea found that, although that planning... And then afterwards, they were they kidnapped women, they pregnant women, they cut open their bellies, they took out their while they were alive, they could took out their babies, and they beheaded the babies, run in front of those moms, and then they killed the moms. And then afterwards, they they killed they cut off babe like little kids in front of their parents. They cut off arms and legs in front of the parents and they, they killed the, their parents as well. They kidnapped 239 um, hostages from the kibbutzim, from the party, from from all around over there. Is that the number now, 239? 239. Currently? 30 of them are babies. The youngest is 10 months old. Mm. Um, and they're there in the tunnels for 36 days now. We do not know anything about them. Now Nothing. You, you said that they, they, kind of, they knew as far as how many family members and stuff like that are these were these attacks on like political figures in Israel or was it just strictly trying to do as much damage as possible they were trying their aim was kill the Jews just just anybody anybody. kill the Jews kill the Jews they it's they massacred they butchered kids they butchered families they butchered they slaughtered them it was not just about the killing it was the they butchered they raped them and then they killed them and they raped them dead well there's and there's video and and whatever of of these hostages being dragged literally dragged back across and again forgive my ignorance the you you said it i think you you called it the fence can you explain what the fence is to people like me who don't know? So is that the, just the border? So yeah, Gaza is bordered. There's the the fence. There's there's one fence on the side of Israel. I think it's about two hundred meters. I don't know the the feet. 
There is a big fence and it's made out of concrete and it's to protect. And that fence is all along the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip starts from the north and it borders and it borders from the, it's about 270 miles or kilometers. And it's about, and it's not very wide. And there's an, the west There's, side and the west side is <clears throat> excuse me interrupt uh, west side is uh, water the the west side is, is the west the, is side the is the Mediterranean correct sea. okay uh, now, and so it's the three other sides okay yeah there are three passages from Gaza inside it out there is the north one which they can have um, there's a passage for them to leave out and come back now obviously it's done um, and there's one in the west on the east side of Gaza, and there's one Rafiach passage, which now we see a lot in the news of Gazans leaving to Egypt. That's their open um, passage. And the fence is all around it to just divide it, to make the division that they wanted. Okay, so if you don't mind me asking, Uh, the Palestinian argument here is that they're actually being forced to stay inside the fence. What, how would you respond to that? Um, that that fence is not, they cannot leave, go and uh, come and go as they please, that this is now they're being forced to and, and being, uh, uh, brutally treated. They wanted that fence. They wanted, to so they wanted that fence. Okay. They wanted their territory. I was going to ask, is there anything that happened that, that they could say led to this, or was this a completely surprise attack? Was there something they felt, okay, we need to do this now to show Israel. My understanding is serious. Completely random. It was completely, was there any military intelligence after the fact that maybe they were. So let me go back a little bit. You all know, I'm not sure that you all know about the four-time elections that were happening in Israel. The government in Israel was not very, still, is not was not very, what's the word for it? Benjamin Netanyahu was elected, and then there was another one elected, and the, the government was not stable. And we knew that the other warlike countries are looking for a point that they can attack where Israel is not stable and is not ready. On that day, they had info at 4 a.m. They had info that something is going to happen, but that was too late because the attack started at 6.30. Yeah, 4 yeah, four in gotcha. the morning is not going to... Yeah. yeah. And, and forgive me, which... It was the north, the north uh, area... Of the of the strip where they came across, or was it east? No, it was it was the middle of the east, and then they the middle of the east. Okay. Yeah, they bar, they barged out of the out of the fence, and they went to the north part of the kibbutzim, and Nova festival was over there, and they went to the northern kibbutzim to Beri, and to Niroz, and Kibbutz Aza was burnt to the ground. People were killed. Everybody was burnt. P- families were burnt in their beds. Mm. The babies were burnt. 
I'm going to ask you a tough question. And the question that I'm going to ask is, again, from the Palestinian perspective. I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around it personally, and I can't ever imagine there being a justification for, for those events. The Palestinian perspective is our people have been treated this way for years and years and years tenfold. So this was just retaliation for that. How do you, how does somebody respond to something like that? I just can't imagine that the whole idea of, you know, you did this, so we're going to do it. It, it. it applies here. Two wrongs. I know it sounds silly, but two wrongs don't make a right. And this is just something that I can't justify. There is no excuse for what they did. Nothing. N- never, ever something like this happened. And in, in any wars that happened, any word world that had happened in the past, nothing. In the Holocaust, we were raped, slaughtered. Babies were cut off. It doesn't make nothing. N- never. It has never happened like that. So the Palestinian people have, I'm just, I'm just asking, have not been treated in a similar way at some point. Have their babies been? That, that's the argument. That's what I'm getting from the other side is our children have been, this has happened. They've been, you know, killing innocent civilians from our side too. So I, I, from a, somebody that's completely ignorant to the subject, I'm hearing each side saying the same thing. So, and so it's hard for us. Yeah, so the Israeli, I, 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 and we've been hearing that also. You have to remember that Hamas uses civilians as human shield. We will never do that. The IDF will never do that. The IDF actually is holding and waiting. Hamas is his their commanding officing office offices are underneath the hospital of Shifa Hospital in Gaza. And we are waiting. We are actually providing today. We are waiting to give them fuel for the NICU. And Israel has offered the NICU uh, department to help them um, move out the babies out. And they offered them fuel. But Hamas is not letting that hospital agree to take on that fuel. We are trying to evacuate this hospital so we can treat Hamas officer, uh, offices underground hmm. underneath the hospital. The IDF found about... 300 miles of tunnels underneath the Gaza Strip. I heard about this, yeah. And they're hiding all the kids, all the hostages, all the Hamas terrorists. Is that they're known? That's where they are? That's... Okay. I, I don't know. We don't know where their hostages but is. But you assume. But they, they, they got one out from one of the peers. Um, we don't know where they are. We assume that they're there. Most of the Hamas, um, most of the Hamas leaders, are not in, in Gaza. They're in Qatar, living their million-dollar life. Billion, they're billionaires. Mm-hmm. Hamas leaders, they live in Qatar. They have beautiful homes, great cars, and they're using civilians in Gaza as human shield. They're not letting them go. They're barricading. 
the passages that the IDF is making through for civilians to leave Gaza so they can go to Egypt and be in the refugee camps over there. But Hamas is blocking it with trucks and actually shooting people. They're trying to leave the hospital. Hmm. They're shooting them, not letting them leave the hospital. We jumped right in, and that's kind of what we wanted to do because that's what we do here. Um, but I, I want... Can you... I have an idea, and, and and Americans now think they have an idea. Can you just give me a quick summary of of who and what Hamas is? I know that sounds so basic, but just their ide- ideology uh, and when they were established. I mean, it doesn't have to be a long thing. I just for anybody listening that doesn't actually understand when you say Hamas is doing this, Hamas is doing that. Um, there are people out there that yes don't don't actually know that. So can you do that real quick? I will begin with Hamas's ISIS. Is basically the ISIS of Hamas's ISIS. They're a terrorist group, and their main idea is free Palestine, and from the river to the sea, which is the Jordan River to the sea, which is there is no land of Israel, and their main idea is to kill the Jewish people, and erase Israel. Israel is a democratic, beautiful, smart country. Is it true that Hamas was elected? Hamas was elected in 2005 by the civilians in Gaza. Is there another side or is Hamas it? There, there was another side. Okay. They were the their leaders of the Palestinian authorities. They were killed and then sure. Hamas was forced upon them, but they were elected. Right. Wrongfully. And and, and of course if you're elected and you're you're this type of a group the the idea is that anybody that would oppose you would just be you know taken out taken slaughtered right so if somebody stepped up and said no 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 this isn't the way we're going to do things Hamas would be like well then we're going to we're going you're, you're, we're going to kill you and, and that's that's the my mind that that's what I'm getting as an american is Hamas is basically in control complete control of the palestinian uh, uh, side of things is that correct Yes. Okay. On the ground, to the top, to the sea. They have everywhere. no. Op- they have no opposition on the Palestinian side. They don't have a choice. This the Palestinians. They do not have a choice. Okay, that's what I wanted to know, and I and I, and I appreciate that because again, it, it it seems so basic, but it's something that I think a lot of people just truly don't understand. What what it is? Why is everybody so upset at Hamas? You know, people don't really get it as a. Someone living in, you know, central Texas or whatever. They just don't get it. And that's why I appreciate you telling me that. I'm curious, are there people on the Palestinian side that are against Hamas themselves? That was my next good question. We are lately seeing videos. I think people are afraid over there. I don't think I'm sure they're afraid to say their honest opinion. They can't Just like in Iran right now, and a lot of people are resisting what's going on with the government but they cannot say anything because they will be killed. They'll be slaughtered. Simply, they will be slaughtered. They'll be thrown off roofs. Well, and that, that segues, uh, and one thing I will I will say kind of in jest here, Trey and I, we do segue pretty well in shows. That segue right there, tell, tell if you don't mind, tell our listeners why it is, and I'm sure they can figure it out, but some of them might not be able to be, uh, uh, why you are uncomfortable with the camera on your face. 
since October 7th and all the threatening that they're going on. We, this, this main event that just happened, the, 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 um, the Black Sabbath, Nova the war, right. yeah, okay. the war that the war started, right. October 7th, when the war started, Israelis around the world are scared. We go to protest together. We stay together. But in our own home, I will, we have all Israelis, we have a mezuzah on our door to keep us safe. It's a little ornament that's outside our door on a doorpost, and it has a prayer in it. It's to show that this is it's a Jewish family who lives over here. Is that all the time? Is that year round? It's 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 on my doorpost. Just all the time. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, and it's on your all the bedroom doors as well. Okay. Um, I took it out. I never do that. It's almost like a target then. At that, that I feel like yeah. a target. I feel like a target, and I had a very strong conversation with my kids who are teenagers in middle school and high school, and I explained to them of what is happening because kids they don't really understand what's happening and I also told them of uh, what can happen at school schools are not protected here fully and you cannot know what's going on if a teenager goes to mosque and he's being brainwashed to kill the Jewish people mm. and everybody knows at my my kids school that they're Israelis and they bilingual and they speak both and they go to Israel every year and I'm f afraid for my kids. I'm afraid for us. Everybody how, in the family. How much? I'm so sorry. I interrupt again. How I, I'm so intrigued by the now that you bring up your kids. The, the, how much do you think that at a high school level or a middle school level? How much do you think this is actually being uh, 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 tossed around? How, uh, uh, I mean, do you, do you think that? There's a Palestinian kid on the playground and a Jewish kid on the playground that are like yelling at each other. Or do you think that there's a little bit of a, we don't really know enough about this as a child. Uh, are you worried that it's spreading into children? I am extremely worried. And we know that this is happening. We've been seeing the social media. We've been seeing the news, how Palestinians are proud of their kids who are exclaiming that we will kill the Jewish people. And they're, mm rioting together, kill the Jewish people, kids, babies. You've grown into this. This is like the Holocaust again. You tell kids that Jewish people are, should not exist, and it's okay to kill them. It's okay to behead them. And God forbid, we don't want that never again. This will never happen again. And Israel will not retaliate this time. We lived with Hamas since 2005, we are not going to live with Hamas anymore. We're going to clear it up, and it's going to be a safe Gaza. It's going to be a safe place for everybody to live. You in. think that was the final kind of the final straw to uh, say, "All right, enough is enough is enough," and and now we're going to take care of business. Yes, there are like people, kids in Israel, are costumed to leave in sirens. They know if a siren goes on, they go to shelter quickly. And they just hide, wait for 10 minutes, and then they go. I'll tell you a story, a personal story. I, I teach one family um, over here, and they moved from Israel. And the, and the mom said the first thing the kid went to look in the house is like, where's the shelter, mom? Oh, my goodness. Wow. He's in third grade. And yeah. she told him, there's no shelter over here. And he goes, where, what do I do if there's a siren? 
Hmm. Because there are no sirens over here in the wow. United States. It's it's okay. It's safe over here. And apparently nowadays it's not safe over here. We are scared. We we will not put up with this anymore. We are Jewish people. We are strong. Our nation is strong. It's beyond strong right now. People are going back to Israel to serve in the army. People who are way above their age to go, they go serve in the army. Do- doctors from all over the world, they go to serve, they go to help. We donate from here money, equipment, um, everything they need to Israel to help them succeed and, and make and, them stronger. And that's honestly is what, a lot of Palestinian uh, response to this is that's that they're like, well, wh- why are they why are they getting assistance from the United States? Why is it so pro-Israel? Why is it so anti-Palestinian? Why is it you know that's the response that I hear, and it's and it's because we do. I mean, we uh, as in the United States, we 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 definitely support is- Israel, and we and we we definitely are going to make sure that. I mean, I think Israel does just fine on its own, honestly. But that we we help them with uh, weaponry and with with um, uh, you know, funding and things like that. And so the Palestinians are like, well, why are we? You know, and that's part of the reason that I think there's such backlash from that side is everybody hates us. Why? But and Palestinian, uh, I, I got to correct you. Okay, uh, no, not and again, please do. Palestinians get a lot of money from the U.S. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. The Gaza Strip, they get a lot of money from the U.S. They get money from Israel, too. They get aid. They get food. They get human. Right now, they're getting humanitarian aid as well. Really? We let that happen. We are helping them. See, that's they, they, it's like they claim the complete opposite of this. No, this they get money from the U.S., but instead of investing that money and flourishing and growing and, and education, educating their kids about how to be good and how to flourish and how to make peace with each other and do great things together they just seed hatred to all their kids to all their families to all over the world and there's no solution in that and this and hamas needs to be away Erased. Here, here's the toughest question of them all. What, what do you have a, a solution besides war? Or, or is that the only solution at this point? Which, well, as an American, point, that's sometimes what we believe. At this point, there are so many terrorists every day. The IDF bombs tunnels, and there are more terrorists. Unfortunately, soldiers of the IDF die as well, and we lose a lot of soldiers. We do not want to go into war. Right. Israel did not want to go into war. That's something no one wants. Everybody loses at a war. But this time Hamas needs to be destroyed, erased from the earth, and Gaza needs to be clean. And until the last terrorist is gone, Israel is not going to stay put. Well, so it, go ahead, Trey. I was going to I was I'd be curious to know with this movement, with this attack, let's let's say, for instance, they do take over Israel. Is that all they want, or do they want more after that? Well, they want what? their. Am I? Uh, and this is this will be interesting. Correct me if I'm wrong. This I would is, not say it as an option. 
Yeah, this is well, my. This is a big no-no. M, this is yeah. my understanding. Tell me if I'm wrong. My understanding is that from a Hamas perspective, they they want all the land. They're unwilling to share. Again, from a Hamas perspective, I'm trying to stay learning here. That no Jew, no, it's their land. It, it's it's Palestinian land. Point blank, the end. There's no negotiation. There's no let's split the land. There's no let's discuss this uh, uh, in as a in a diplomatic way. It's it's. Well, I think I asked, we asked we talked about this once before. This Hamas, they are they the government? Yeah, we yeah at I asked this that point. earlier. Right now, there are the government since okay. 2005. When I asked that. And I wanted to reinforce that. I just wanted to double yeah. check. So they are the go because I was going to ask, are they doing this with? The Palestinian army backing, or is this? The, but they have the, again. There's what, no Palestinian yeah. army oh, in Gaza. No, okay, gotcha. It's all. Cha- it's like chaotic, right? It's just basically they are. In, if you go against them, you're going to be slaughtered. Gotcha. Is that way? Is that yes. essentially what it is? Yes. You cannot speak up. Right. Okay. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about okay. you. Tell me about you. And, um. Give me your history. <laughs> okay. As much as you want to share. I was born in Israel. Live. In, Born in Israel, when I was two, my parents decided to go back to Iran. My parents are both Iranian. Both of them, okay. Both of them Iranian. My first language was Farsi at home. I speak to That's this day. Trey's first language, too. Yeah. Um, my parents moved back, and then in 79, the Khomeini um, revolution happened, and my dad is a Zionist. Okay. Zionists are people who believe in Israel, the country is. I was going to ask you about Zionism. Okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah, we moved back to Israel. My family, my grandparents, stayed there, and my uncle left. One of my uncles left to London. One of my my aunt left many years ago, and she lives in DC till this day. And my grandparents stayed. We had a very nice home over there in Iran, and then. With all the mess that was there, everything was destroyed with the revolution. My grandparents moved to Israel. They fled through the mountains in Iran, then to Turkey, and then they flew to Israel in 1982. They sold their property with great loss. and But it was very dangerous. I have one uncle who was caught while he was trying to flee from the mountains as well, and he was beaten and held captive for months until he was finally released through Turkey, and then he reunited with his family in New York. Wow. Um, hmm. We moved back to, my parents moved back to Israel in 79, and we've been living there since then. I got married in Israel. I went to the army when I was 18. I became a lieutenant. And that's required in Israel, correct? Yes. Okay. And I was very happy to do so. Back then, there were no fighting positions for women in the IDF. Unfortunately, I would have done that happily. But it's very, it's a very pro uh, people. People are are proud to serve. It's not like uh, they're annoyed that they have to serve. They want to serve. People. Everybody wants to okay. serve in the army. It's to yes. It builds you up, and it's. Because sadly, sadly, I would argue that in the United States, if that if that was required, that I I don't feel like it would be that. Uh, I feel like 
don't you agree uh, that, that it would be uh, there would be a lot more pushback? Oh, absolutely. And that's sad. Yeah. Yes, anyway. that's something that it's a cultural thing. Right. And a lot of people cannot understand that. And I we wish were, we had that. <laughs> we were talking about that, actually. Um, I was talking to my boyfriend about that, that it's people who are here in the United States and they're on vacation and they just live over here. And all of a sudden there's a war in Israel. They buy tickets and they just right. go. Right. And they just go and they serve in the in the army with to help Israel because there's one one country in the whole wide world that is safe for the Jewish people to live in. Right. And that's Israel. Yeah. Otherwise we've we'll be Yeah and we'll that, be in threat all over the world. And that and that's what I've I've always had such a hard time. I you know, I've grown up and again, it's not about my opinion, but I, I'm, I'll offer a little bit here. I, I, you know, I've grown up with this just anti-Semit. You know, just you're, you're aware of anti-Semitism, this idea of the, of how poorly the Jews have been treated everywhere, everywhere. I mean, there's no like you said, there's one spot, and that that ended up being after the war. We talked about it with my my wonderful brother, who's World War II uh, uh, enthusiast, if you will, and. I don't get it. I, I don't understand why this group of people, it, it, no matter where you are, it's like, oh, I'm Jewish. And, and it's just kind of a, a, I don't understand why, honestly, I don't understand why Jews can't live peacefully without having all these issues. And that's, and that's something from a guy that admits ignorance. It's, it's a sad, it's a very sad fact around the world where Jewish people are being picked on and we have to have securities in our schools. We have to be aware constantly. We quadrupled our security where I work just for the safety of the kids, of the staff. It is scary. We have to have, um, we have to have the Dallas Police Department together mm -hmm. with us outside when the kids are playing. Have you found the Dallas Police supportive? Very good. Very. I like to. The Dallas yeah. uh, supported. The Dallas mayor was actually very supportive of um, of all the Jewish community, the Jewish Federation over here. Um, very supportive. The whole community. We feel a, there's a lot of support in the Dallas area. We've seen Israeli flags all over. There are good. protests. A lot of people <clears throat> coming to protest together with Jewish people um, to help Israel, and a lot of people are coming together to help. Um, on the other hand, in the universities over here, there are a lot of protests as well. I'm seeing them both for sure. Aren't you, Trey? I'm seeing both sides and it's, it's wild. That's what I'm trying to understand after everything you're telling yeah. me. Why is there so much pro-Palestinian protesters out there? Well, because they're... Okay, go ahead. I, I'm not going to... Okay, go ahead. Well, and, and, and I'm just seeing signs is talking about uh, as far as Israel is the worst terror state in history, you know, with child killers, well, land... Trey, uh, this is what I was talking about before, where Palestinians are claiming that for years right, and, so years, that's and why, years and years. What are they, we missing over here, though, as far as what, that's what, what we're what hearing I'm, from we're her? Not, what are we I'm missing trying now? to learn that, Trey. Yeah. I'm trying to learn. And we that. have such different social media. We talked about it before. The social media and the media is so different between Israelis and what the feeds of what everybody's getting. And a lot of people are not knowledgeable enough of 
what is go- really going on in Israel. They don't know the history of what was going on. And it's very in just to pre- be pro-Palestine, and but yeah. you don't really know what you're talking about. Do you think that it's become a, uh, a political uh, topic? And I, and I say that sadly. And Trey and I have talked about this many times on the show in, in our serious segments, that it seems like every, every serious topic is either you're over here or you're over here. And if you're over here, you believe this way. And if you're over here, you believe this way. And in this case... If you're over here, you're pro-Palestinian, and if you're over here, you're pro-Israeli. And it just, do you feel that in the United States, that it's political, or do you feel that there's more to it than that? For, for Americans, not for, um, for Jewish and the Palestinians. I don't feel right now that it's political. I was very happy. Israel was extremely happy, and all the Jewish people in the United States were extremely happy with Biden's speech to support Israel and to erase Hamas and get into Gaza and get that fixed and do not, not to retaliate what was going on. Um, am I saying retaliate? Is that the No, right? that's the right word. Yeah. So who are the, who are the pro-Palestinian uh, Americans? The that, pro-Palestinian American. I don't know who they are. Yeah, why, why are they out there? I don't know why, they are, why they're out there. Um, Pro-Palestine, I hope they're, we don't want Hamas. We need Hamas to be gone. Why the haven't any people. pro-Palestinians stepped up and said, you know what? Screw Hamas. This is not what we are. Why don't you have that? Why, why, well, is there a middle, why is there not a middle ground where instead of saying you're either Palestinian and Hamas or you're Israeli, say, why don't we come together and get rid of these assholes? Right? Well, the way they're making it sound is in these some of these pictures and stuff, it's making it sound like, Israel is just as bad as Hamas, but, which but I that's, don't, that, that's I don't, I just don't that's, get this. That's the point is why I'm trying to listen to learn from M and I want to learn from whoever. And if look, and I'll say it with M sitting here and she won't like it, but if any Palestinian supporter with real experience and real ties to Palestine, if you want to call it that, uh, wants to come uh, on the show and talk, we'll hear your side of it. But I haven't had any of that. I've had I've had a lot of blah 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 blah, and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, somebody I'm, with the experience of actually living there, right? And and doing what's right, not just saying killing the Jews. This is not okay. What they did to uh, what they did to Israelis, it it should not have ever happened. Nothing like this should ever happen to any countries, to any war, to anywhere. People die in wars. Nobody wanted a war. Nobody, no, everybody, Israel wants to live in peace, but no one, we're in peace with Egypt, we're in peace with Jordan. It's been beautiful, but Gaza is not, the Hamas is not letting Israel live in peace, and Israel cannot put up with it anymore. What you just said was very interesting. So Jordan and Egypt, you live in peace with. Mm-hmm. Highly Muslim, uh, Egypt, I believe, highly Muslim yeah. countries. Why won't they uh, take in the Palestinian uh, Muslims? And is that is that a weird question to ask? It just seems no, to me like not, no, I, it I'm, seems I'm like smi- nobody wants them. That's I'm smiling because I I don't know I don't I I don't I don't understand why nobody none of the countries Egypt's right there the Muslim Egypt right there has plenty of space to have <laughs> right. them to absorb them and. 
It sounds. And it's not letting them in. It sounds to me it's a Hamas problem. It's yes, because there's Hamas within them. The terrorists are in them, and Egypt doesn't want a mess of their own. Sure. Why would? Yeah. Why would they want to clean it? Right. And Jordan doesn't want them no. as well. No. Lebanon no. has their own mess as well. There's a lot of messes over over. And Syria as well. There. Nobody wants more mess. They want a peaceful country, and with Jordan, the peace is wonderful. Yeah. For years now, and also with Egypt, my brother drives to Egypt with the with the kids and his wife, and they go vacation. A lot of Israelis they go to vacation in Egypt. It's beautiful. I don't mean to push us forward fast, but just for time's sake, I I, I have so many I have so many things, uh, M, that I want to ask you. Can you explain? Again, for the layman, for for people like Trey and myself, what Zionism is. I okay. actually pulled that up. I was curious. Oh, you so you oh, are let, you already, let's hear what you are, yeah. what you Have pulled you, up. Are you already knowledgeable on this, Trey? Well, so it says. Well, then tell me because I need to know. Zionism is a political and nationalist movement that emerged in the late 19th century with the goal of establishing and maintaining a Jewish state in the historic land of Israel. In the late 19th century, you're talking about the 1800s. See how I did that? It says the term Zionism is derived from Zion, which is a biblical term often used to refer to Jerusalem. The movement is closely tied to the idea of establishment of a Jewish homeland in Palestine. So this, this idea is, is there a fight for Jerusalem? Is that is that kind of what Zionism is? Is that they're claiming Jerusalem as the Israeli capital city versus? So Jerusalem, I actually learned the last part of it. Why everybody really, really wants it. Ooh. Um, so for the Christian people, we have the Church Via de Rosa, where Jesus Christ was last seen alive. Right. That's I've, in Jerusalem. I've heard, I've heard of him. Yes. And for Jewish people, we have the temple, the holiest temple that was ruined twice, okay, Beit HaMikdash, and it was ruined, um, and the ruins are over there, and that's where you see the Western Wall, where all the, it's called the Western Wall, the Wailing Wall, where a lot of people, uh, millions of people go every year and they pray over there, and not just Jewish people. Now, on the other side of the Western Wall, we have a you have a laksa, which is the mosque for Muslim people. Back in the day, it was safe to just walk around and go over there and visit. I used to, I went there with my grandparents when they just moved to Israel. Um, it's a beautiful area. However, it is not safe over there. You can be lynched or killed over there if you go over there. Um, apparently, underneath. Back in the when Jerusalem was not did not belong to the Israelis, the Israelis, the the Arabs built their mass, their mosque on top of the ruins of right the holy <clears throat> temple. I, I heard that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we obviously the Israeli government will never destroy it for them. But everyone mm. wants that land because it's holy for everyone, for, everyone. for all three yeah. religions. Now we can live peacefully, or apparently right. not. Right. So, 
let's let's change let's shift gears let's let's talk about here being here in the united states and if you will um because guess what there are protests the media is 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 putting out what they want and i saw an article trey i don't know if you saw this article about a guy in a protest where they were pro-israeli and pro-palestinian and they were got together of course and a guy guy was killed. He died. On which side? On the Israeli side. Okay. He died. And and uh, my understanding was that he, he died from you know the hands of the opposition. Have you heard of this, M? And do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, he was. So he talk was, about the protests and like what's going on. So the protests are all over um, the U.S. All over the world, not over the U.S. We want to bring back the hostages... Uh, the, the, prote- the protests are supporting Israel in what they're doing, encouraging the nation from here. Even though we're far away, we are still together with the nation of Israel. Am Israel Chai. We are... What was that? That yeah. was the nation of Israel is alive. Okay. And we will always be alive. Um, we are trying to help as much as we can by protesting. We cannot sit silent to see what's going on, why all these protests are going um, on the opposite side. There are violence on the other side. And this man who was not an Israeli, he was a Jewish person who lives over just, here in the United, United States. United States American. Just yeah. an old guy, yeah, yeah. an older man. As he was a senior, I think. He was in his 60s, 70s? He was an older man, yes, I believe. And 62, the, I think. The, pro, the Palestinian, the pro-Palestinian protester just hit him with a megaphone and smashed his head. And then the man dropped down to the floor. And what did you see on the news? The, well, in, and you and I had talked about this a little bit before, and I wanted to bring it up. I, I, you know, I saw a headline for that story that basically said, man falls and hits his head during protests. So nothing about the megaphone. So, yeah, so what, what's the fear there from the media? That, that's my question when it comes to, as an American, what's the fear for the United States media to say, here's what really happened? Are they scared maybe that they're going to ignite something else? Are they... It's or, already happening in the United States. Have you seen what's happening in New York? No. I don't, in New York, no, I'm there, not there. <laughs> we live here. If you look... So for you guys, it's not happening on the social media. We have Israeli people who are filming this in New York. Mm-hmm. They are climbing up, taking off the United States flags and putting Palestinian flags on Ooh, top of them. See, that said, gets me riled up. Wow. Right, Trey? They are destroying monuments in D.C., spraying them, graffiti spraying, painting them with Free Palestine this is really, slogans. Really? You didn't see that? Wow. No. Oh, my God. I got to show you th- that. Show me that. This is this is the problem that I have with a lot when you start talking politically. Um, this this is people turn the other cheek to this, and that really fires me up because this is this is still the United States, and if you're going to disrespect it, then then you, we need a leadership that step, steps up and says you're out of here, uh, or, or or there's got to be some sort of a something, some sort of a punishment for this. Because it does happen a lot. It, it, it's almost like the United States is so scared to offend anybody anymore. Trey and I, I'm sorry, I'm good. Trey and I have talked about being offended all the time. 
I had no idea that that was happening in New York City and in, in Washington D.C. In D.C., I'm surprised I, I, you guys. I, I, I want you to show. Me, I want you to show me these. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious to know why why somebody's so passionate about pro-Palestinian. Why don't they go over there and fight then? Why don't they go over there and put their life on the line over there? If well, they're so I, passionate I have, about I have that. an answer. Do you have an answer? Do you want? Because uh, you're the one I want to. First, hear they from. cannot go. First, they True. cannot go. True. Obviously, oh, okay. they don't have an army. They don't belong to the. I don't have any organized. It's Hamas. Would Hamas well, not? Hamas just, it's not an army. It's Hamas. Would they well, not just welcome it. people instead of instead of spray painting American monuments? Why don't they go over there if they're so passionate about it? Because they're not really fight they're hand not, in hand. They're with not them. really passionate about it. That's what I'm That's trying to understand. Point. They they are looking at this as an opportunity, and I guarantee you, half the people that are fucking doing this are not truly 100. percent Palestinian, blah blah blah. They're looking for an opportunity to go up to, to call, wreak havoc, and that's my opinion. And and that and that gets me fired up. Mm. That my answer to your question is, uh, you, you said why don't they go over there and whatever. That that was my answer was, I think there are a lot of people in this country that are looking to, like I said, basically look for victim. They're they're looking for victimhood. The Palestinians, they're, they're victims. The U.S. helps Israel. Israel's more powerful, which they are by, I mean, look. Well, apparently America helps. America helps, well, yeah. The, okay. the Palestinians and as well. We I'm can't learning. just say that. No, we I'm have learning. to say both. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning, but at the same time, from my knowledge, tell me if I'm wrong, M. My knowledge, the United States is very, very... If you, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but if you had to, if, if they're going to back Israel or they're going to back the Palestinians, who are they going to back? Well, right now, uh, the U.S. is supporting Israel because if Hamas, if we're going to let Hamas get out of control, it's going to be all over. It's already all over the world. Well, it's like they're letting, rioting, it, letting any terrorist group. They're rioting get all out of over. Control. Have you seen what happened in Russia with the airplane? Uh, Russia they, doesn't allow us to see much. What happened in was, Russia? Oh, there was um, um, an airplane who flew from Tel Aviv, landed in Russia in Tajikistan. I don't remember how to say that country. Tajikistan? No? Maybe. Trey would know. Um, Trey. But there were protesters, 400 of them. They broke down the airport they were running around, running around to the airfield, to the they, to the airplane, and they wanted to kill the Jewish people on the plane. Mm. Wow! That happened about two weeks ago, and then uh, the airplane had to fly off and depart in a different city because it was unsafe. The airport was destroyed. So I don't understand why these are savages. What they is destroy it? wherever way they go. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to to not to not agree or disagree completely, just because. Uh, but we're trying to listen to you. Not uh, no one gives a shit about train me. Um, I understand. I wish there was a. I wish there were people who can you can actually talk to and peacefully and negotiate and right. make it peaceful and make everything work. But it hasn't happened for so many years. And now we see, we always knew their true behavior, and now they they show, unfortunately, I wish they hadn't shown in. Well, uh, I'm not afraid to say it, and that's what I was kind of getting at, was that uh, I, I'm trying not to, but I'll say it. 
a lot of these extremist groups exist and it's not just Hamas and they're out there and they and it they 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 don't want to negotiate. They don't want to talk. They don't want to sit around a table and say uh let's figure this out guys. That's not their goal. And it's not just Hamas. Did you know. did you know that Hamas uh I saw a video of Hamas actually. Uh, Hamas, Hamas members uh, uh, filming themselves slaughtering thousands of Sudanese uh, in Sudan. I did not see that. To be honest, I mostly read the Israeli news, and because of there is a psychological war from Hamas upon Israelis, they're releasing a lot of. Um, little short footages of right. kidnapped kids, kidnapped hostages, just to terrorize the mental health of civilians in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, Israel is focusing on how to get better and how to cheer up the country so people can live through the day and wait for their families and for their beloved family members to come home safely and in one piece. Is there a, a, an amount away from what you called the fence that maybe Israelis feel safe? Like if you get up into Tel Aviv and north of there, do you, do you have any family that's, that's over there currently? I have family who live in, in north of Tel Aviv. So they're north of Tel Aviv. To so the do north, they feel just safe? Tens, it's, it's 10 minutes away. No one is feeling safe right no now. No one feels safe no matter where they no are. No one is feeling safe right now. Okay. It came to the fact that there are, like my family, my brother who lives 45 minutes from my mom, would not drive on sh- to Shabbat dinner because there might be a siren going on. And then what do you do? Where do you hide? There's no shelter right. when you're riding with your kids in the car, and that's not safe. So we cannot do that. God, we're, t- we're in 2023. Uh, you know, back when you know when Americans dealt with sirens, the Cold War, World War, World War II. Uh, you know, the the, the fear. The, it was really the Russians, I think, in the 50s. And 2023, there are, there's a country that has people, civilians that are dealing with sirens. What if we hear a siren on the way to my mom's house for dinner? I just can't even imagine that yeah. right now. I just, I, I'm, I'm just. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you again, Em. I, I tend to do that here on this show. Let no, me ask you're you. not interrupting me. I wanted to share with you my experience. Um, please, years please ago, do. It yeah. was um, years ago when my kids were younger, and I didn't have. I only had two kids back then. Um, we were and. Maybe I had maybe I had more. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but he had a certain amount of kids. But we were in Israel, and we had a, another family member from the United States who came to visit. And all of a sudden, there was a war that's called Sukhaitan. I'm I'm <laughs> trying to figure out the name of it in English. Um, Operation Protective Edge. Operation Protective, Protective Edge. Edge. Okay. Edge. 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 edge? Uh huh. Operation okay. edge. Protective Edge. Okay. And these were rockets, again, on, on Israel. I was there with my kids during the summertime for vacation. Remind me, okay, uh, uh, when was this? 2014. 2014. I remember it was Got almost it. 10 years ago. So God. it was 2014. Okay. And you were there. And we were there while the rocket started. And sadly, 
my kids were we got used to it you even as tourists you you go my kids speak Hebrew fluently and we are in the street we're driving in the car and all of a sudden there's a siren the siren is in the radio the siren is all over you can't miss it it's like the tornado sirens we have over here on Wednesday right every time I hear it my stomach turns for mm-hmm. a second and then I realize it's a siren it's a tornado siren um, and then we what are those sirens uh, signified is it is it that something's come on its way or so it's on its way so the missile is like on air its way. missiles yeah, you okay. have about five, seven minutes where I live, where you used to live, my family. So they've lives. given you like seven minutes. Seven like, minutes. Okay. We parked the car. We exited. We're in the middle of the city. We exited the car, left the car in the middle of the street. Mm. We went to the nearest uh, building. The door was open. It's an apartment, usually apartment buildings in Israel. You go down to the shelter with all the rest of the neighbors of that building, and you stay there until... You hear the boom, right. and then you wait ten minutes because you have to wait until all the um, leftovers of the debris of the missiles right. will fall sure. down to the floor sure. to the, and then you go. However, we are lucky in the center of Israel. The people who live in the south or in the north who have missiles right now, as, as well in the north from Hezbollah, they have three seconds. Mm. So the siren is not even three on. Three seconds. Three seconds. How, why is that? Three seconds. Because they're right on the border oh, with, with Lebanon. They're right on the border. They have three seconds to run away. Well, that's, uh, that's uh, as if having nothing. That was, yeah. that was people in Gaza also mm. when they were, they were shooting missiles constantly. And not all, all, all the missiles were... Um, you cannot shoot. We have the Iron Dome in Israel, which makes it extremely safe for us, a, a whole lot safer. It's still not safe. You still have to listen to the orders. And once the Iron Dome shoots those missiles, but once there are so many of them, could be 500 in one hour, the Iron Dome cannot missile all of them at once. Mm-hmm. And some of them, unfortunately, fall into um, houses, into apartment buildings where people live. There was a fall a few weeks ago in Tel Aviv. The people are suffering. People are a lot of people were evacuated. Cities were evacu- evacuated in the south to the center of Israel. My brother was hosting two families. People are moving over here from Israel. There, um, a lot of families are hosting kids. And families who live in the south, who live in the north, who are not safe where they live, and they just come here so they can sleep mm. at night. You cannot sleep. My sister tells me she lives in a safe place, but she is. I cannot sleep in case I cannot take something to calm me down because then I'll sleep too well. And then if I won't hear the siren at night, wow. I won't be alert enough to run away. I need to take my kids and run to the shelter. And she lives in an apartment building. They need to run downstairs. And then they need to shut the door over there. And the missiles are coming from the north. They're coming from um, Hezbollah in Lebanon. When's the last one that has gone further than 
close to the fence. Okay, hold on. I'll tell you. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. And then I'm going to tell you a joke after okay. this. Okay, <laughs> I would That's love to I hear saw. a joke from M. She, she there was said, one missile. There were there was a missile coming from Yemen. From Yemen. Yemen. From Yemen, all the way. Okay. Three hours all the way to the city of Eilat. Eilat is the southern city. It's on the Red Sea. Located. Yemen, when did they enter this whole thing? Well, they have Hamas over there. So Hamas shoots a missile all the way to Israel, and it lands in a school in Israel. Oh. And thank God there are no kids in that school. Mm. It actually lands. Um, there's a joke that we're telling. Um, Hezbollah keeps saying that they have missiles uh, their missiles are able to shoot really far away and beyond the the length of Israel. And, and Hamas is saying that they have missiles that they can shoot beyond the, the mileage over Israel. And we're just hoping right. that they'll miss, fire missiles upon each other and then we will be done. There you, <laughs> there you go. From the I south and from one. the yeah, north. And just, just be done. So let me ask you this. With all this going on, uh, I know you were talking about the the hospital where they're trying to the NICU and everything like that where they're hiding underneath this hospital, right? Hamas is hiding right beneath. Yeah. At, at what point, or do you think Israel would ever do this? Is just you know what to sacrifice this few to save you know let's get rid of Hamas. Go ahead and bomb that. So Israel will never. It's a it's a crime of war. Okay. To bomb a hospital. Even everything Hamas has already done, they will not do. It's that. a crime of war, and Israel will not do that. Israel is aiding this hospital, and I told you before that they are trying to help this hospital to evacuate, so they can. I assume they want to go into the Hamas um, offices underneath um, the hospital of Shifa in Gaza. But um, so right now, happen, Hamas right? is not letting people leave from the hospital. But you realize the other side is saying that's not true. Well, you can see you can see my news. My news look completely different. No, I'm not. I'm, I am, not I'm just saying. The I other understand, side. and I yeah. do not. And I do. My news are not social media news. I was going to ask you because you mentioned that you you listen to Israeli news. I do. I listen so, to Israeli at home at my house. Do, but don't you feel like that you you that it's biased? Well, no, 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 no. Well, yes, but don't you feel like you need to to you know? I try my best to listen to right, left, whatever in this country to everything. Don't you feel like you need to ha- have a little bit more than Israeli news? I trust Israeli news with all you, my heart. I used okay. to be in the army. I knew, I knew exactly what was going on. So you don't on. think there's some bias there? I don't think there's bias there. They tell exactly what they what's happening and how they're helping. And you can see a lot of movies that they're helping. We see a lot of um, news in Al Jazeera. That's the that's the Arab um, Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera right. is the, is the news yep. channel. Um, there's a lot of fake news. There are a lot of fake news in. Uh, what if Palestinians said, "Hey, look this 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 lovely M is saying uh, she only listens to Israeli news." Well, of course she's going to say this. What would you say to that? I I read I read English American news as well. So, I listen so read, to the, I do. That's my point. 
I do, but I read news. I do not go to social media only. Okay. Social media is not my source. That was what my point was. was No. You're not just Israeli, uh, one Israeli news publication. No, I watch the news. I watch the news as well. Fair enough. I mainly listen to the Israel radio. Right. And I also, because my family is over there, and if there are sirens going on, they tell it over the radio. So this way I know exactly what's going on if they're... I, I need to be in touch with my family to see what's going When's on. When's the last time your family heard a siren? Uh, or do you know? It was, I think it was if, like on Thursday. Well, on th- <laughs> Wow. I, I was thinking it was going to be months, but you're telling me last Thursday. Why months? I don't There's know. There's a war going on. But yeah, but they're way north, I thought you told me. so. I, no, they're not way north. They're just 10 minutes away from Tel Aviv, north of Tel Aviv. But I thought Tel Aviv was pretty far away from the fence. Yes, but the missiles get there. Okay. No, no. Uh, the missiles are shooting. They're I'm, shooting I'm learning. missiles. But there I'm are learning. less and less shootings right now. Okay. Less missiles because we are in Gaza. Well, and we are cleaning up Israel all these isn't tunnels. messing around right now, are they? No. And all yeah. the tunnels, you should yeah. see them. <laughs> the tunnels, you can see little piers, little holes in the ground next to playgrounds, kids' playgrounds in the Gaza. Um, they they hide their, their ammunition in kids' classes and classrooms, yeah. and the ho- underneath the hospital, they have shoots little shoots that they open up and then they shoot the missile and they close it because this way the the drones cannot see the heat come where the heat is coming from. Wow. Mm. So well, that that's what gets me when you involved it. All of a sudden, the kids are involved, it, it, schools and kids, and that that all of a sudden I'm I'm. I'm fired up about that, but, um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I mean, again, I try to play both sides because as an American, we don't, we don't know everything, but it sounds like to me, it reminds me of Trey. I don't know if you agree with this at at all, but it reminds me, I hate to say it. I'm going to say it though. Do you want me to say it? It reminds me of 9-11. When we were attacked, it became all of a sudden, get them. There was a a mindset of, we're not putting up with this bullshit anymore. Go and take care of business. And of course, at the time, it was George W. And he said, you know what? We're going to go and we're going to take care of, we're going to do it. And it was obviously obviously more difficult. It was Afghanistan caves and things like that. But but it was, the, the whole country got together and said, we're kind of, it was almost yeah, like the most, that's the last time I feel like this country was united, honestly. Right. Was, yeah. was after and that. nobody told the United States to go into ceasefire. I think. Nobody. I don't know. They told them to go and get them. They told them to fight. I for feel them. like there were some countries that were like, you guys need to just chill out and not do anything rash. And I think that's why George W. waited for three weeks. He waited three weeks. But anyway, it's not about us. This is not about us. But that's what it reminded me of was, okay, Israel was hit by a terrorist organization who now governs the Palestinians. Am I right as I say that? They were hit. And if you're hit by that, then all of a sudden, in my opinion, everything's off the table. Israel can go, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. And then they can go and, and, and in my opinion, take care of business. Yeah. Yeah. But they were not only, we have to remember all the women and children who were slaughtered. Yeah. 
and hostages who saying. are still in Gaza underneath those t- inside those tunnels. So how do you handle that though? It's just, and and oh, I, we don't know where. Uh, there's a lot of negotiations right now, and hopefully they've been saying that in the radio for the past few days about releasing a lot of um, hostages. Two elderly women were were released already. Um, one girl, one soldier was um, evacuated from over there. But there are so many of them who are still underneath the tunnels and God only knows where they are and if they're alive. A lot of them, there were Holocaust survivors who were kidnapped. Seriously? Yes. Oh, oh you got to be kidding me. Holocaust survivors who were kidnapped to Gaza. I mean... They're old. Trey, this is one of those. This is like they've never seen. That's that's over the line. We would never even even think about um, joking about that. But oh my God, how do you how do you have both of those things happen in your life? That's that's crazy to me. Um, so my question, okay, so you're saying right now there's just under three hundred known. Two hundred thirty-nine. Two hundred thirty-nine. Thirty so of them. Thirty kids. Thirty kids. This is the tough question. If you had the ability to wipe out Hamas, knowing that some of those hostages would go, I mean, do you do it? I I will not answer. That's something for the IDF. You don't have to answer. I just thought I'd throw it out there. This is something for the IDF to handle, and they know how to handle it. Who's the IDF? The IDF is the Israeli Defense Force. Israeli Defense Force. Okay. Okay. Because they will bring them home. That's that's the issue. Is that you're looking at hostage? That's the and that's in any hostage situation and in, in any any anywhere. What it what? Where's the trade-off? What do you do? Do you what if Hamas says we demand this 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 and this? And where do you where do you say? All right, well we can't we we can't give you that because whatever. Um, we want those two hundred and thirty nine people, but and that and that's where I feel for it uh, uh, right now because I can't even imagine, especially the people that that friends and family of the hostages. Yeah. Their kids. And, and all and, the, and kids. the kids. Uh, I mean, and the kids, it, look, their kids, the two year old kids, as, they don't see their parents. And some of the parents are dead. Yeah. Those kids who were kidnapped. And that makes me sla- sick. Their to parents my were slaughtered. Yeah. That makes me sick to my stomach. Burnt. As you guys, um, and Trey and I talk pretty openly. You guys came in and tonight to the studio and you, you, you saw my kids and, and those are the best thing. That is the best thing ever happened besides Trey. But the best thing that ever happened to me, they're, they're incredible. And so when you bring kids into with me now, if you bring kids into the whole situation, it actually adds even more. And it, and, and it shouldn't because it's enough without them, right? But all of a sudden you're talking about how many? 30? 30 kids. 30 kids. The youngest is 10 months old. 10 months. That's, that's Why would you makes want me to... sick to my stomach. Yeah. Yes. And some of them... Their body parts were cut off, and mm. they were taken like that. I don't even like when my two-year-old hits his knuckle on the countertop, and, and he, he has a boo-boo. You know, like Terrible. much less this. And so, there, anyway, there was. I, I want to share with you one no, thing no, that I saw the other please. day. There was an article in the Israeli news of kids who were evacuated from the kibbutzim over there, and they're talking about that Black Sabbath, what had happened to them, October seventh. And they are called the kids of fall 2023. And they will never forget that day, those kids, the young kids. 
And there was one kid over there, and he said, he was only 10 years old, and he's like, I had to be maybe go to two funerals of older relatives mm. when I was God. when I was a kid. And now I have in the past month I went to 40 funerals of my wow. best friends. <sighs> my best friends they're That's, wow. they are preschools erased. Yeah. All the kids in those preschools where all the kids are dead, they were murdered, slaughtered, beheaded. Okay. Kids are gone. It's very difficult to hear um, from my end. And, and Trey, who's uh, one of my best friends in the world, understands how much I love my children. And so to hear that's hard. So I'm, gonna, I'm still going to ask you, and I'm still going to take, I'm still going to play devil's advocate. What do you say, if you were looking right here, hopefully Trey and I would never set this up, if you were looking right here at a Palestinian woman and she looked at you and said, yes, but you know what? Our kids have been treated the same way by Israelis. What would you say? I would say that Hamas is ISIS. And I would say that you need to teach your kids to be good kids and to be respectful to anyone. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter where they come from. Doesn't matter how they look like. Doesn't matter their religion that you need to be respectful, you need to be a good person, and not to teach them to hate anyone. So you don't believe that Israeli kids were ever taught something similar? Never, ever. Those people who were slaughtered and murdered and lived in the Gaza envelope, which is all those kibbutzim and cities around Gaza Strip, these were people who lived there for many, many years, and they believed in that peace until the Palestinian authorities wanted their... Gaza, they wanted their own territory. Those people believed in that peace. We do believe, we wanted to that peace. We signed, Israeli signed that contract with the Palestinians. That's what we need to know more about, this contract. Tell, can you t real, sum it up quickly? Um, I, I, I was uh, very young when it was signed. Trey, Trey's already, look, he's firing it. He's, Yasser Arafat and, and, and Yitzhak Rabin, okay. they signed, the prime minister, they signed that. So there is a contract. Yeah. Okay. Because, and I'll say it again, and, I, and I, I don't mean to keep harping on it, but there. what the Palestinian argument is, is that their children have been arms cut off, raped, murdered, whatever. They're claiming the same thing. Israelis will never, okay. never cut I know. off or rape. This is against our religion. I will, this is, okay, but what are, we so protect, so we provide. So you're basically just saying that they're, they're, they're lying. I am not going to say, I'm sure kids and adults were dying in war, but Israel will never do that. There is, it is, Israel is, government is together with the religion, and we protect human beings. It is one of our great um, mitzvot to do, that's like good deeds. You need to protect an animal, you need to protect a person. All those terrorists who are right now in Israel, right. they have all the hospitalized. They have surgeries. They are being taken care of. We do not harmfully. We will never harm. We will. Israel will never rape. Why would soldiers? Why would they do that? That's a horrible thing to do. Has there never ever been a radical Israeli group that mm, good does anything like this? 
I do remember, yes, when I was younger, there was someone who um, shot a lot of Arabs, but nothing... To this degree? Oh, my God, no. Yeah, I, no. Feel, I feel like every group's going to have some some sort of this is, extremist, you know this what I mean? Is extre- this is yeah. ISIS, this so is extremist. They st- your, your response is that... No, I, okay, and I won't use the word lying, but they're basically uh, inaccurate. Uh, they're with, inaccurate. With what they're saying, because you're saying you're claiming, as I continue at the mic, with my passion, that Israeli uh, Israelis view a, a quote unquote code of humanity, which is we would why would we we wouldn't do that, um, even though, and again. I'm, all I'm doing is playing devil's advocate because what I'm hearing from both sides is the same exact thing to a degree. I'm hearing from your side exactly what you've told us tonight, which has been, uh, you know, uh, just so not, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I'm learning so much from you and I, and I, and I'm enjoying this from that, from that perspective. But from the other side, I'm, I'm also getting this, you don't understand the United States is pro-Israeli. You don't understand. They've tortured and abused us. You don't understand because blah, blah, blah. You don't hear about it. And that's why I bring it up. And it's it's because it's a hard question. And it's something that somebody like myself just wants to know from your perspective what you how you would answer that if somebody literally came to you and just said, you know what? My child was uh, burned to the crisp by Israeli soldiers, and you would say that that's not true. I, I, I know that that sounds strange, but you, do you know what I'm saying? Or, or At first, I would. I wish I would never. I wish I. I would never be in that situation. Right. That sure. means that I've been going through something like this as well. Sure. I don't want to be in that situation. If someone like this, I would give him a big hug and I will apologize for something that it's horrible happened to their kid and I don't I don't know I don't think it happened Israelis will not Israelis will never burn kids we are not we are not animals we're not savages we are humanitarians and we are looking for peace we want peace we do want we do not want to kill any kids, any women, any men. We simply want peace, but they're not letting us have the peace, and we will not put up with this kind of behavior anymore. It's I, done. I think that was a great answer because I think the idea that you said, "Look, if that did happen, you were willing to admit if it did happen, I would just hug hug the mother and say, "Hey." I can't believe this happened and and I don't want it to happen, but it did. And I'm sorry. The fact that you would admit that even if it did or didn't happen. And it didn't happen. Well, it didn't happen. I'm not saying that it, no, no, no. I'm not saying that it did. I was using an example. I was just, I was just saying, Hey, if, if this is what, again, I'm hearing from both sides, I'm trying to listen to both sides. And, and the, the, that the fact that you would sit there and say, you know what? You're a mom. I'm a mom. It's about the children. Your children. Your child was taken from you. Some of ours have been taken from us. Let's give each other a hug and figure this shit out. That's what I want as an American in the middle that has no knowledge of any of this. 
And so I appreciate you saying that and answering some of the hard questions that I've thrown your way. We educate our kids to be respectful. And, and, and I, I like to think being, Americans do too, hopefully. And Americans do, you know, we I, try, I, we I really try, hope right? that all Americans do that as well. The problem is with the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip, as you can see in the news, they encourage their kids to hate Jews and to kill Jews. Yeah, you know, I did hear, uh, I, I saw... It's terrible. I saw a, um, I'm not going to lie to anybody here. Um, again, Trey and I, Stay in the Great Podcast. We, we try and listen to every side. But I did see some, uh, some videos of Palestinian children that were asked basic questions. What would happen if a, if a Jew came into the class? Well, we, we, we would cut his head off. And these kids were seven years old, second grade. And I'm, and I'm sitting there going, okay, you know, the, 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 not the, the jokester side of us, but part of me was like, well, that's a, a bit extreme. And I started thinking about it, and I said, is this really what's being taught? And then, and then it reminded me of 9-11 and, and the celebration that happened over there. And that kids were, and they didn't even know why, because they were just brainwashed. Yeah. Oh, the towers were. Oh, America. Oh, yeah. And it was just burn the American flag. It was just celebration. That's what this reminded me of. These kids were, and it wasn't even. They didn't even think about it. M. They were asked the question, and it was an immediate chop their head off. And that's. That's nobody's answer should ever be. <laughs> chop ever. their head off. Right. Right. Why? Yeah. No. No, no. I did want to mention, do you guys know that Israel is not a 100% Jewish country? It is I not. I knew that, but I didn't know what the, the percentages okay. were. So 20%, can you enlighten 20% of the population in Israel is Muslim. 20%? 20 is, they're Arabs. Some of them are Christian. Some of them are Muslims. The and Christian's pretty low. There are not too many Christian yeah, people, but they are. Mm-hmm. There are a lot, and they're all living peacefully. Um they're in the middle students, of the Students for God from Gaza used to go to the universities in Israel and go to school over there and learn to and learn. A lot of them they go to universities. They have free they have they're accessible to everything in Israel. Uh, Arabic is the second official language in Israel. It's all over the signs in Israel. Wherever you drive, is it on the wherever signs, you go, really? Uh, everywhere you go. Hmm. Okay. That's, Everywhere you that's go, that's interesting. In to me. It's all that's, the signs. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, really, it's in Arabic as well. Yes, that, and some cities that you go, they're only in Arabic because there are no Jewish people live over there. But that tells me that am I am I wrong here, Trey? This that tells me that they're willing to, they're open to right. to 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 both. The, okay, here we're going to put Arabic on the sign. Uh, we all we want to live together. We want to be. We want to coexist. It reminds me of Scotland, Trey. <laughs> in, in the northern part of Scotland, there's still a Scottish Gaelic on the signs when you go up there because people still speak that, believe it or not, and and they have it for everybody. So you're not just English; you're Scottish Gaelic, and that's what this reminds. You're not. You're, you're saying you're welcome here. I mean, that's that's a way to say you're welcome here. Anyway. So I feel like it's just Trey and I. We joke, we just, we you know, we we make we, we tell news stories that involve all kinds of crazy stuff. 
but we really care about serious topics. And in this case, we're, we're very, very, very happy to have you on and we appreciate it. Thank you. Before we close, is there anything else real quick that you want to go ahead and just let's get it out there? First, thank you so much for having me. This is a great platform and we're trying to voice over to the world, bring them home, bring the hostages, those kids, those women back home to their families, to their beloved ones who are waiting for them in Israel. Thank you. Bring them home. Uh, I, I don't know how to, how that, how to do it, but uh, there are people a lot smarter than, than us, Trey, and uh, that, that can figure that out hopefully. And uh, I'll tell you what, um, this was a completely different show M than we've ever done before. And, um, I hope you, I, I want to let you know how much we appreciate that and how much this will impact us moving forward, I believe as a show. So thank you for being here. We'd love to have you back if you ever want to come back and, uh, and we'll go from there. Anything else? And happy days. Happy days. Soon. Right, Trey? Soon, happy days. The war will be over. Hope, yeah. I tell you what, that's we're going to start ending our show. Just happy days. Yeah. Let's just let's have happy days, right? All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, thank you, M, and and uh, you know, good luck with everything. And Trey, I'll see you soon. Later. Love you guys. Thank you. be a stupid Trey quote at this point in the uh, proceedings. Nope, not at all.